Welcome back, listeners. So, Josh, in the first segment, we talked a lot about some of those organizational tips to get ourselves ready for spring here. Uh, But another thing that comes up often this time of the year is just, you know, regardless of where you farm in Minnesota, wet weather likely limited your ability to get into the field to do some of that fall tillage um, if it didn't even prohibit it completely in some cases. So just wanted to make sure we're talking through some of those spring tillage considerations. of What are our options for, you know, more specifically, maybe those unworked corn stalks? I mean, that's not to say that on some of that soybean stubble, we don't have some tire ruts or or something of that nature that we need to manage. But but really just focusing on some of that corn residue that uh, didn't get that primary tillage, tillage pass. And I think it's just having that conversation about what can we focus on to make sure we work through that residue as best we can. So I'll let you kick it, kick it off here, Josh, with, with your number one consideration. Yeah, th- this is... You know, I think if I look back the last couple falls, this has been, you know, one of our biggest challenges is just how far we have been behind on tillage with, with the operations that, that are in conventional tillage systems. And, and really, I don't know if I've ever, you know, maybe seen us in this bad of shape in quite a while is how much unworked ground there is out there that I know has got to get worked. And, you know, if, if primary tillage is, is kind of the, the operations, the way that the operation is set up, it, you know, you know, my biggest thing, it kind of hinges on what's going to happen between now and planning. And, and with the weather kind of, you know, starting to turn the corner, the snow is melted, I don't think we have a significant amount of frost. You know, I think really being ready to go here, potentially, um, yeah, like I've heard a few rumors that a few people may have been out along the border already uh, doing some tillage and manure injection. So obviously, you know, the, the frost is, is, is minimal in most areas, but certainly in, in any case, in a season like this, if we can get some primary tillage done early, uh, to the effect that we could go through a couple rain cycles and really let the ground kind of sit there and mellow a little bit. It, it could there could be some opportunities here the next couple of weeks. Looking at the forecast alley, you know, 10, 12 days out, you know, maybe touching close to 60 degrees here. Um, we'll have to see what precipitation does. But in most cases, if we're gonna if if we want to do primary tillage, switch some corn stalks, it's gonna go to corn on corn. Um, just be ready to go and be monitoring those fields, and hopefully there's a window that we can get some of that tillage done and also allow that ground to sit there before we got to make our, 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 our finishing pass before the planter rolls. Well, and I just echo, like you said, just monitoring those fields and trying to hit that timing as best you can. I think the biggest challenge with spring tillage is just that we work in those tillage passes. We want to make sure that they're deep enough to incorporate that residue, but not so deep that we're may- maybe bringing up some of those mud balls um, or clods, clods, which can be, you know, difficult to work through sometimes in some of those wet spring soils. Um, but on the other end of this tillage spectrum, Josh, if we do get to a point where, where maybe we're not sitting, um, as, as well as we'd like to be on some of that tillage, maybe some ideas to consider around no-till soybeans into some of that corn stubble. Well, I think that's, if, if soybeans are going on some of these acres, I think it's a extremely viable option in, in an option that, um, a lot of producers across the area have had good success with. And in, in some cases, you know, if some operation may have a limitation, it might just be the way the planters are set up. Do we got the right roll cleaner and, and kind of closing well system to manage that would be a few things we'd maybe want to do a few reviews on. Of if we're going to go to no-till, just kind of taking a look at the planter, making sure we got the setup to do it. Uh, in a lot of cases like this, so especially for the soybeans, um, if the weather permits and we can get, you know, uh, some stretches of dry weather to, to get those fields prepared for no-till, um, I think it's an extremely viable option. Or in the other case, you know, Allie, um, if we just can't quite get the conditions right, that's maybe where some vertical tillage or, or real minimum tillage for where the soybeans are going to go on unworked corn stock grounds could be a fit too. 
Yeah, I mean, I think the reason why I brought up the soybeans on no-till is just like you said, if you're able to kind of set those row cleaners a little more aggressively, um, soybeans are just... We know they're a lot less sensitive to some of those population changes in comparison to, to corn, so I really like that option. And then you mentioned as well just utilizing a vertical tillage tool or a light disc pass uh, potentially could be a nice way um, to get out there. But with vertical tillage too, I think, you know, again, just focusing on what are those conditions of the soil look like. We want to make sure we're not running those too early or too too deep just because that those can be some really heavy types of, of tools or equipment out there. So just getting those set where we need them to, to be to uh, work that residue as best that we can. Um, final thoughts on just considerations all in all around spring tillage, Josh. Yeah, the other one we didn't um, maybe get into in a lot of detail would be, you know, where we're going corn on corn, but maybe, you know, it's getting late and maybe getting a primary tillage might not be a fit. And, and you know, a few things there, a lot of this happened in the spring of 19 that were, you know, maybe we hit it with vertical tillage. In some cases, we might have just hit it with a field finisher or a disc combination field finisher. And, and some things there we just got to account for. You know, the thing that worries me the most in those situations is just that nitrogen incorporation where if we're putting urea out there ahead of that, are we, are we getting good incorporation? In some cases, you know, we're also getting a lot of that urea really stuck up and, you know, stuck in those residue bundles and, and maybe getting moved around a little bit just through, you know, those practices not being perfect. Those would be a few things we got to watch. And, um, you know, in a lot of cases, we had so much rain that we're probably getting that urea worked in. But um, last year, we did see some challenges where I think incorporation became an issue and, and some of the fertilizer just really got stuck in residue and, and the corn crop struggled. But, you know, some things we want to watch there. And, um, you know, hopefully, um, you know, we'll just, you know, cross our fingers and hope that maybe, you know, the first part of April, there will be some opportunities to get some of this tillage out of the way and let the ground kind of get ready and, and maybe get back to more of a, a normal style of our finishing pass, getting ready for the planter to, to roll. You've been listening to Today in Agronomy on KFILAM 1060. If you've missed part of the show or want to hear more, check out the show page at kfilradio.com or with the 103.1 KFIL app. Stay connected with Allie and Josh on Twitter. It's at Allie G-Wise, W-I-S-E, and at Josh Schaffner. Submit your questions for the show. Tune in next Wednesday for the next Today in Agronomy on KFILAM 1060. We'll see you at 11 a.m.